The Business Buzz Podcast. The, the Business Buzz. Good evening and welcome to the Business Buzz right here on Voice of Vids. That's Val FM 88.1. My name is Mdiwa Mob Justice Kavaza and I will be your host until about 7 p.m. The show is called The Business Buzz and we are here to unpack the world of business, economics and commerce for you in a way that you can love and understand and we can teach you how the world is affecting you and your pocket. So, who's to say that business can't be entertaining? Make sure you hold on to your seats because uh, we're definitely going to be showing you you know how the world of money, you know, is ex- is both exciting, informative, and you know, as I said, exciting again. Uh, but otherwise, for today's show, we are going to be getting into our brand new heavy. Um, for those that have been listening for some time, they'll know that uh, our brand new heavy is that time of the month, every last Thursday, uh, where we take time to celebrate a person in South Africa who is doing the things in their field of endeavor, in their business, in their hustle, in their industry. And for today, we have uh, DJ Ken Zero, who is uh, in studio with us, and he's going to be sharing his insights in in how he conducts himself as a DJ. He's been in the industry uh, for a number of years, and uh, how he has conducted himself as a businessman, because he actually owns a number of uh, business entities in and around South Africa, together with the Artivist, which is a uh, which is a, a hangout uh, spot that recently opened here in Bromfontein uh, for those that have been there. So that's how our show is going to be looking. Also coming up for the next hour, we're going to be having our business wrap. That's a part of the show where we give you a roundup of the week's top trending business and economics news. Uh, that's straight after the break. And then now after that, we'll get into our Buffalo Index. That's when we tell you the state of your 100 Rand with Tlingy Way. You can uh, keep in touch with us. Uh, we are on social media. The conversation doesn't just have to stop in studio. On Facebook, Facebook, we are Vow FM, that's Voice of Vits. And you can also find our Facebook page, that's the Vits Radio Academy. On Twitter, we are at Vow FM. And then our hashtag is hashtag Business Buzz. 0840784912, that's our WhatsApp line. And you can also stream the station live on vowfm.co.za. Remember as well that uh, podcasts of the Business Buzz show are available on journalism.co.za forward slash business. And remember that you can also search for us on iTunes and you can see our podcasts there. So make sure you keep it locked. We're here until about 7 p.m. and that's how the show is going to be looking. Keep it locked. This is the Business Buzz. Business Rap with Ken Sweatman. It's time for us to get into our business wrap. That's uh, the part of the show where we give you a roundup of the week's top trending business and economics news. And on the line to unpack uh, this for us, we have uh, Ken Swettenham, who is our financial expert. How are you, Ken? I'm very well this evening, and and yourself? I'm fine, thank you. So um, this week, um, what's actually going on? I understand that there's a summit uh, going on uh, that's focused around economies. Uh, What's going on with this? Well, it's a BRICS summit, and um, for those uh, of your listeners who may not know what BRICS is, it's Brazil, um, Russia, India, China, and of course the S for South Africa. There are five in what they call emerging market uh, countries, and uh, this summit happens once a year. It's done on a rotational uh, basis, and it's South Africa's turn to host it uh, this year at the Santon Convention Center. If anybody's been into Santon and they haven't been able to get near the convention center, that is why, in fact. But they discuss intellectual trade agreements. Um, there's a lot, of course, 
um, backroom discussions, if I can call it that. It gives the leaders of each country, uh, uh, not only the political leaders, but the business leaders of these countries to chat. And uh, very good, and uh, very good for the economy, or we hope it's very good for the economy, because it allows trade to flow between these five countries in particular and other emerging market countries that have in fact been invited as well. So in terms of the discussions that are probably going to be had in the next uh, couple of days, what are some of the issues um, that are likely to be on top of the agenda, especially um, in in the public forums that will be there? Well, I have no doubt there'll be uh, bilateral trade agreements uh, signed. This is where, where some sort of trade is agreed between the countries. And, and South, Africa, South Africa in particular is extremely important. Our, our economy has now been stagnant for, for several years, where we're barely growing above 1% a year. And we need, we need trade. We need trade not only with our, our, our traditional allies, which, of course, the United States and Britain, but we need trade throughout the world with all countries. And, of course, we're looking for foreign investment. And, and one thing I do have to say about uh, President Ramaphosa is that he has been very good recently at sort of selling South Africa. Uh, the, the Chinese president has committed to l- large Chinese investment in South Africa, running into many billions of rands, which uh, I think is an excellent idea. Although um, some cynics I've read have said that it's China trying to take over South Africa. I don't believe that's, that's the case at all. And, of course, our president has recently been in the Middle East, also touting for new investment and has, has had pledges of, of a lot of new investment from, from the Middle East as well. This can, this can only be good news for our country if this money does come in, as it will create jobs and hopefully give the nudge our economy needs to get moving. I think something that our listeners might be interested to know, Ken, is about um, this, uh, the commitments that you've just brought up here. We're talking about China's commitment. I can't remember the exact figures, but I think it was around $14 billion or something like that. And um, some people might then be asking themselves, what's the difference between actual money being transferred on the ground versus um, some of the memorandums of understanding that President Trump has actually been um, reporting uh, that he has signed. Um, are these firm? Are these things firm, or is it just saying that okay, we want to commit something to South Africa? Well, we would like to think that they're firm agreements, wouldn't we? It's uh, <laughs> that's a positive way of thinking of it. They're, they're basically pledges. It, it's it's not China. It's not. Um, the Chinese president pulling out his checkbook and writing out the check and handing it over to President Ramaphosa there and then. It, it's pledges of, of investment in the country. And um, we hope that they will keep to their word and the, and the pledges will actually turn into real money coming into the country. The Ch- Chinese uh, are very big on building things. Um, we've seen it in our neighboring states, particularly Mozambique. The Chinese have invested large amounts of money in, in the development of Mozambique. And if anybody has been to Maputo in the last couple of years, they would see Chinese building right along the, the, the Maputo coastline. And that's the sort of thing we want to see here. We will, we, we've had very little infrastructure development outside the major centers in South Africa. And this country really needs a lot of money pumped into it um, to create jobs, to create infrastructure. And if the Chinese are prepared to do that and they come up with the actual cash, then I believe it can only be good. But at the moment, it's just pledges. And we do certainly hope that turns into, into real um, money over time. Huh?
Um, Ken, one of the other developments that has actually come up through this BRICS summit is that a number of um, interest groups have actually formed protests outside or in and around um, Santon to uh, to give grievance or highlight some of their problem areas. Is something like the BRICS summit um, the type of platform that's actually going to get people's issues and concerns heard actually on the ground or are the closed sessions going to be uh, more productive in terms of um, issues actually being um, discussed? Oh, I have no doubt about it, but the closed sessions will be far more productive. We we seem to have an issue, and and, and this is strictly a personal view, of course, that that human beings are always going to be somebody who disagrees with you. Always. No no matter what you say, if you say it's it's black, somebody will say it's white. If you say it's up, somebody will say it's down. And all we've got is a a relatively small group who who disagree with some of the things that the BRICS delegates are, are discussing. And it's a good forum to make themselves heard. It's over the media. They've been on television, and and they make themselves heard. Whether it will influence the policymakers in the conference itself, I I severely doubt it. I can't imagine for what minute. But but they're making their voices heard, and that's really what they want. And if you think of a place like the British Parliament, there's always protesters protesting outside the British Parliament simply because they know they're getting a viewing, but they're not necessarily going to change anything by doing that. So um, my personal view is it's not something to be taken overly seriously. Um, perhaps lastly, um, what else is going on in the greater economy? Because outside of the BRICS uh, summit that's going on, um, the RAND is still trading. The JSC has been opening the, the whole of this week. Um, how are markets looking together with the RAND? Uh, um, well, to be honest with you, I actually have not seen the closing figures today. But when I did look at, a, at around half past four, we were having a very good day on the markets. The, the market was up, the, the Joburg All Share Index was up just over a percent. And of course, our rent has strengthened and strengthened fairly substantially in the last couple of days. The, the, the Chinese president telling us he's going to invest money in South Africa has made the rand a very happy currency. And we are certainly um, looking a lot stronger than we were a couple of weeks ago when we were very, very close to 14 to the dollar. When I last looked uh, a couple of hours ago, it was uh, trading at 13.18 to the dollar. So it's a substantial strengthening. And um, let's hope that, as I said just now, that the pledges turn into real money because that will be good for our currency with this sort of money coming into the country. So that was us on the line. We're talking to Ken Swetanam, who is our financial expert, giving us a roundup of the week's top trending business and economics news. As you heard, the big story at the moment in terms of the economy is the BRIC summit that's actually going on in Santon. At the moment, a number of five world leaders have come to South Africa, being hosted by uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa, going to be discussing uh, the future of emerging economies and how um, they can actually take their different economies and countries forward. Uh, we we hope um, that a lot of the agreements do end up materializing on the ground. As you heard from what Ken was saying, uh, some of the memorandums of understanding, it's its its an agreement, it's its a pledge, right? And it doesn't necessarily mean that money is going to be transferred at that moment and that a lot of these things will take time uh, to actually happen on the ground. So that's it in terms of the business wrap. On the other side of this, we get into the state of your 100 rand. Keep it locked. This is Business Buzz.
If you have a hundred rand in your pocket, Lengue is here to tell you what you can actually do with this hundred rand of yours. Uh, we call it a buffalo. So right now it's time for us to get into our buffalo index with Lengue Zondo. How are you, Lengue? I'm good, thank you, Madiwa. How are you doing? No, nah, no, no, I'm doing all right. So we have a DJ in studio today. Yes. Is that what are we are we talking about that? So our focus is definitely going to be around that. We're going to be focusing. It's going to be a beginner's guide yeah. to um, DJ equipment. So if you're looking to be the next black coffee, yeah, we 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 just try to help you set up. Okay, cool. So um, as we know that uh, hundred rand is e- equivalent to one buffalo. Yeah. Here at the business buzz. So here is what would be a great start for somebody looking to go into that space. Yeah. So you would need the following two. DJ turntables, which is really a circular revolving plate that supports the the, the record where, where the record is played. Yeah. We, we're taking it like beginner, no, no, beginner I, I, level. I, I, you know yeah, what I mean? I, I, I realize that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and that would um, cost our listener 10 to 112 buffaloes. Yeah. Um, and then they would need two DJ cartridges and you would need the cartridges, basically, it's like a device that holds the, the needle. It's also known as the stylus and it transforms the mechanical vibrations into, You're really into electric. You're really schooling we're going to school. That's what it's all about. Um, and, and the mechanical vibrations into electric signals. And that would cost, um, I listen to three to 39 buffaloes. Okay. And then we have a DJ mixer, which uh, is used to make smooth transitions between the different sound recordings as they are playing. And it would cost 22 to 238 buffaloes. Okay. And then we have slip mats. And these mats go between the record and the turntable platter. And this would cost 1.6 to 1.8 buffaloes. And then we have um, DJ headphones. So these are not like your ordinary headphones because you want to focus on quality. And uh, you look at things like isolation. So how well it isolates the you know external sounds outside of the headphones. You know, the, the comfort as well as the fact that it needs to be robust. Uh, for durability, and you would be looking at 13 to f- 52 buffaloes mm-hmm. in terms of an investment there. And then you have vinyl records, and then these are like the old school flat discs, um, which have an inscribed and modulated spiral groove, and, and, and this groove really just starts from near the periphery um, and, and ends near the center of the disc, and this would cost one um, to five buffaloes um, per disc. Yeah. And, and then you have an RCA cable, and this connects the, the mixer to your audio output. Yeah. Um, and, and, this, and this would cost our listener... Um, 1.2 buffaloes. So, yeah. yeah, this is really just our beginner's guide to our future black coffees out there. <laughs> or in our case, our, our future uh, DJ Ken Zeros. I yes. Have to, yes. I have to ask, uh, you know, do you have any of this stuff? I have headphones. Yeah. And they definitely did not cost uh, 13 buffaloes, but that's because I'm not in the DJing space. Yeah. Um, they probably cost half that, of that and it still felt just as painful. And when was but, the last time you listened to a vinyl? As, oh, wow. I, I, cannot, I cannot even recall. It's been that long. I mm. don't listen to it often. But um, I'm pretty sure there's a reason why it's managed to stay throughout so many different generations. Yeah. I actually, I think out of everything that's on the list, yes, I have, uh, I have headphones. Yes. Cool. I have RCA cables. Mm, mm, mm. Um, 
turntable. Uh, uh, no, no. Wait, so no, we, you, you, you almost there. Uh, we, 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 that may, perhaps that needs to be the next A DJ in the making. But the vinyls, I'm very interested in collecting vinyls. Yeah. Uh, I think the sound quality from, from vinyls is just different, like the sonics. Yeah, the uh, our technical producers uh, like he's saying no, no, no. But it, it's good sound. <laughs> it's good sound. <laughs> but it's also a nice uh, conversation starter. Like yes. a, a, a nice collection there yeah. reminds me a bit of uh, the uh, suits. Have you seen the suits series? No. Okay, well, um, for those that w- watch Suits, they would they would know. Harvey yeah. collects um, uh, different vinyl records, and it's a very special collection. It's a conversation start- starter of note. Ah. Yeah. So, on the other side of this, we are going to be talking to our brand new heavy, that's uh, DJ Ken Zero, and he's actually an avid um, vinyl collector, and he's going to be telling us uh, how many vinyls he actually, you know, actually has in his collection, because he has a room. That's just got uh, vinyl. So it's going to be an interesting one. So that was our Buffalo Index. On the other side of this, we get into our main interview with DJ Ken Zero. Keep it locked. This is the Business Buzz. You're tuned in to the Business Buzz. Welcome back. This is the Business Buzz right here on VowFM 88.01. We are discussing uh, the issue of uh, entrepreneurship. We're looking at um, industry success. We're looking at longevity. We're looking at careers because it is our brand new heavy for the month of July 2018. And uh, this month we are honored and we are privileged to have uh, DJ Ken Zero in the building with us. If you've ever been to any of his events, heard one of his mixes um let us know on social media and uh, you can find us on facebook we are vow fm that's a voice of vits on facebook and then on twitter we're at vow fm and then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz so as i said we have the man in studio uh dj ken zero you know for those of you around the bromfontein area uh you might have come across uh he's recently established the artivist uh which is an eatery come gallery as i said right here in bromfontein uh, DJ Kenzero also co-owns um, a business which has created a, a software system that helps businesses uh, to manage some of their core functions. He hosts a music show every Saturday on Kai FM, and he has an events-based uh, business called Eminem, which hosts events such as um, Ombrigado, What's Wrong with Grooving, and uh, works uh, with the established band called The Rebirth of Cool. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, he DJs about twice a week because because he's very selective about the events that he chooses to attend. DJ Kenzero, how are you? I'm good, and how are you, sir? I'm fine, thank you. Um, so, for us to just begin this, um, I know that a lot of people know that you've been in the industry, you know, for a while. Um, from the research I've done, I think you started around 1998? 1999, yeah. 1990, in the, 1999. What actually got you into uh, the actual music business itself? Um, I think it was informed by my love of music, inter- entertainment as such, and I wanted to basically uh, be a producer. You know, I started uh, accounting at one of the universities in Joburg, yeah. and um, until the music bug really got me, and then I... I had to kind of think around um, uh, how is this just a thing where I'm going to be a musician or someone in the entertainment or can I business fight this thing yeah. as such. So I think 
it was informed by how am I going to make money? What does that mean uh, in the long term? Will I be paying tax? Can I afford medical aid? How can I systemize that part of my sort of like career in terms of music into a viable like a business career that in a way inevitably you have to entertain business matters for you to kind of carry through the idea of paying tax medical you know what I mean and start hiring people all of that so yeah that's kind of like how I started and I think that helps you know to 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 sort of segue into the next question which I had because I hear that you know you have this uh, you've had the philosophy for a while that if people aren't booking you for gigs you sort of book gotta, yeah you book yourself make your own gigs yeah so was that a mentality you had from the get-go or was it sort of as a result of you mm-hmm. getting into the industry and realizing that bookings aren't hard aren't easy to come about so why not you know cut out the middleman and just create you know properties of my own I think more than cutting the middleman was how can I put bread without waiting for someone to call me (laughs) waiting for the phone call yeah so you know the the logic of oh okay so you're on a DJ and at home they're like okay so how does this work and I was like hey uh, well, you get booked for gigs. They're like, oh, okay, cool. So you get booked for gigs? Oh, what if you don't get booked for gigs? You know, uh, especially when you start off, it's quite hard to get gigs. So for you to get notoriety is is quite hard. So what you do then is, well, how do I, I can, how can I book myself so that I know I'm busy, so I know my income stream. And even if it's just not income stream, Therefore, the losses and the gains of doing your own event, mm. you know, because a lot of younger guys can be out here like entitled to like, why aren't you booking me? It's like, mm. I'm not obliged to book anyone. That's yeah. not how it works, you know. So yeah, I think from then I decided it was from the beginning. It wasn't after. It was it wasn't an afterthought. It was a before you jump into it. Mm. The very first gig I played at properly I organized with friends so already that was the beginning and I realized I need to make that a policy because of the type of DJ and music I wanted to play so I didn't think all the bookings will come left right and center because I'm quite left field when it comes to what I play musically yeah so I had to build that and inevitably that had me build an audience and some sort of sub genre of sorts and you know following <laughs> so yeah, yeah. it it had its own sort of like uh, uh, results that I didn't even think of. But, you know, on the while doing it, you're like, hey, wait, there's a bit of a cult happening here. You yeah. know? And then you create, you know, crowdsourcing and all that stuff. So you kind of have, the, you can also speak to your audience directly. Yeah. Because a lot of DJs that, if you were to pull a lot of DJs and musicians and said to them, can you bring 100 people in this room and how? Some of them wouldn't know how to do that. Yeah, and I think that's also a, a quite a good question because um, as a, as a as a DJ was beginning, 
and also you're talking about establishing that brand uh, establishing that cult following how are you able to actually get people to come to the events because you know it's one thing to say I'm going to throw an event for myself but if no one comes and the nature of events there's a lot of moving parts you've got um, I guess promoters you've got other acts that you have to bring yeah and it was before and you started before the age of social media so I'm sure word of mouth was big and uh, and and um, and flyers yeah you used whoever was on your phone even the phones back then couldn't do a one button send to all Mm, I can imagine the air time and every person (laughs) that's on your phone God forbid that you don't send to someone's grandmother because it's just a number on your phone, you know. So things like that, yeah. So what has been your approach in actually establishing these events? What makes for, what's the, I can't say the formula because these things don't really have a formula. But for you, what are some of the ingredients that you bring to the table to actually um, make an event a success, which then ensures that you actually put some money in your pocket? Um... What happened is before I started DJing and being in the music industry, I used to attend parties myself. Yeah. So I was quite acquainted with a lot of the guys who were doing parties. My face was familiar. So when I, when we started doing our own parties back then, people know knew who we were already. They kind of like, oh, okay, it's your party. Okay, let's come check it out. So mm-hmm. you build a network by being in the scene because I was part of the scene prior to me being a DJ or, or getting involved in music. And uh, learning from from some some these events I'm attending and how they're inviting people, how they're crowdsourcing, and while we were at Varsity, a group of my friends worked at uh, it was BMG then, not Sony BMG, mm. and they used to do marketing for albums that were dropping. So those kind of things had you learn one learn how to market. I think the other thing that some of our listeners might then be asking themselves is how did you get the family support? You know, because you know uh, traditional, you know, black families, all yeah. of that stuff, they want you to doctor, lawyer, accountant, yeah. uh, tertiary, or, yeah. And you said that you quit accounting. So. Yeah, so I don't know. It's very weird that at home they were like, okay, we've we've held your hand till this far. Are you sure? you want to drop out it was more of a disappointment and i was told okay cool so you've got other siblings so we gotta focus on them next do you realize when we let go we mean we're gonna let go i was like yeah let go you know i didn't <laughs> i didn't know how hard it was going to be because yeah. then that stipend the pocket money is not coming and i was like oh hey <laughs> this is now harder than i thought because they're like you know we held your hand till that far yeah prove us right wrong in what you're trying to do it was there was no hold back especially for my mom she was like okay cool if that's what you want to do as long as you can be successful in it that's cool and that's weird back then because parents were very strict about their children finishing school granted that I was also maybe going to be the first in our household to be a qualified anything to someone to have done tertiary back then Yeah. so that you can imagine the disappointment of we thought he was going to be the first one to be the beacon of the family. Yeah. But there was no pushback. Also, I didn't grow up with my mother. I was raised by my grand and my aunt. Yeah. So she wasn't kind of like there every day. So the decisions were made remotely. Oh, okay. And she'd be like, okay, cool, you know. 
so what's uh so what sort of support structure do you have around you at the moment yeah. you know because you um when i say support structure i'm just talking about you spoke earlier on about networking mm. because right now we've, we've touched on family mm. uh, but in terms of the people that you i guess um, friends whether it's family uh you've you've got business partners and the like yeah. what types of people do you align yourself with because some people might understand mm. what can zero is trying to do mm. and others might just be like what is this which which is an ongoing thing i mean i've always been in partnerships uh there's a point where i kind of stopped partnering because it was just too cumbersome and very like it's kind of like you almost have to work on your partner more than the business or the partners, <laughs> you know, so that can take time and mental strength because people come from different backgrounds with different ideas and sometimes ideas clash or you start off, you know, on a good foot and then people grow, either they outgrow certain things or they bring in other things that you didn't expect they have, qualities, strengths and weaknesses, mm. then you start then not seeing eye to eye. So... Um, a lot of the times it's always been close friends or, or or associates like the guy I'm business partners with now was actually a former DJ himself and a legend who started um, like back in the days the, the scene in, in, in Joburg hip hop he was kind of the, the kingpin yeah. and I looked up to him even though he was younger I didn't DJ then and I started DJing he actually DJed at my, one of my very first parties and like gave us a good prize and we were just industry colleagues for a long time and close allies and you know we've done projects together he's sent projects my side you know I've, I've i've gone to him for help and eventually we started this thing so it's someone i've known for a long time it wasn't yeah. something that came from nowhere so those alliances are built through trust people you know people who have a track record who have you know successful uh, mentality the way of thinking so yeah, that's how you, I get around the partner, partner thing. And then the DJing itself. Uh, this will be the last question before we head on over to a break. Uh, the DJing itself. Have you had any formal training in it? Um, I was telling uh, I was telling DJ Kinzero off air that I actually listened to a mix of his that's on the official Serato YouTube page. Mm. For those that don't know Serato, um, it is a DJing software, um, and he, you know, got to you know do a mix at. They have a studio in yeah, LA. In LA, yeah. You know, so somewhere they recognize. So I'm wondering, like, where did where did that link come from? Was there ever like a formal training? How did you get together yeah. with them? How did they recognize you? Because that's actually so, quite something. So it's funny that the DJing world is, is such an ungoverned world. You yeah. Know, not a lot of people have certificates, <laughs> and uh, not a lot of people can can say they're qualified DJs to put the, is it a prefix, the DR or a, or the DJ or the yeah. DRO, you know. So not, you can today be DJs Mang Mang. No yeah. one can can dispute that. Yeah. Which is a flaw in that, in that you know, entertainment world has, has it came with, with, with the entertainment world. So I taught myself. I kind of used to like, you know, look at what people did and I bought, uh, in fact, I, I, I stayed strategically, hired a cottage strategically at a friend of mine's mom's house. He used to have equipment. Yeah. So, so we took some of his equipment <laughs> into my cottage and 
ever, ever after because I started working in retail just to kind of make ends meet. Yeah. So so kind of like provide for myself, and I started teaching myself. So no one said this is how you mix. So I basically from looking broke a lot of records. We used to use records back then, and I think that was another positive thing I did for myself in that. I realize sometimes when you have a teacher uh, or mentor, or some, some not necessarily mentor, teacher that you look up to, the rules that they they put on you on how to attend to whatever subject you guys are working on, you tend to live around them. Yeah. So I had no one to tell me you can't mix uh, hip hop and guaito. Like no one told me <laughs> you can't do that. So yeah. I was just doing that jazz, hip hop. I was just mixing everything up. Yeah. And that's kind of like where my style came from because had I probably had a, a mentor, I probably would have been like, oh, no, you're not supposed to do mm. one, two, three. You're not supposed to do, you know. So those those rules that were put that can be cumbersome and put by your mentor or people who train you. So I trained myself. Okay. So you heard it. We are in studio with DJ Kenzero. He is our brand new heavy for the month of uh, July 2018. Just telling us a little bit uh, around his thoughts uh, in business and uh, his philosophy around uh, DJing. As you heard, he wasn't formally trained. Um, if he had, you would, he wouldn't have such an eclectic sound yeah. as you heard. Uh, so we're going to just take a quick break and then on the other side of this, we're going to continue um, chatting with our brand new heavy keep it locked this is the business buzz you're tuned in to the business buzz this is the business buzz right here on VowFM 88.1. And remember that you can keep in touch with us on Twitter. We're at VowFM. Our hashtag is hashtag business buzz. And then on Facebook, we are Vits Radio Academy or VowFM. That's Voice of Vits. We are in studio with our brand new heavy DJ Ken Zero. And just before the break, we were just getting to know a little bit about his business dealings and uh, his philosophy around DJing. But right now, we just want to change gears a little bit and... Uh, we have some quick fire questions um, that we have for DJ Ken Zero. So I'm just going to, uh, it's an either or situation, and you just tell us the first that comes to your mind. And then after that, we'll continue with our conversation. So, newest album that you've bought or downloaded? The last one, The Internet? Yeah. Yeah, it's The, the, the Internet. The band, oh, yeah, yeah. The internet, yeah. Okay, favorite city for a weekend? LA. LA uh, the one song on a DJ set you can always trust will get the crowd pumping and there's so many <laughs> depends if I'm at a hip hop club a guaito or festival I also play Latin music so it depends <laughs> yeah I can't give one answer to that okay cool I thought you were actually going to say Sister Bettina I haven't played <laughs> that song I, I don't own it I don't own it okay cool um, headphones or surround sound Headphones. Headphones. Um, a favorite restaurant right now? Activist. Okay. Uh, side hustles or, mm. no, no. Uh, do you believe in side hustles or one eggs in all in one basket? The first one. Eggs. Okay. Side hustles. Uh, a song you'd want to listen to right now at this moment? Uh. Uh. I've got a Latin song in my head by Joao Donato yeah. called uh, uh, Emorio. Okay. 
cool uh place in joburg right now um it can either be a night spot or restaurant that you think is underrated Ativist is not underrated. Untitled is not underrated. <laughs> uh, I'd say End Club. Okay, cool. What local artist would you love to have dinner with? Most of them are my peers, so yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I never think of it like that. <laughs> cool. Uh, favorite hip hop magazine. I haven't picked up one in not. Is the plug regarded as a hip hop magazine? Whether it's uh, whether it's online or yeah, yeah. is a plug. Yeah, is a magazine called the plug. Okay, I like that. Yeah, cool. And then um, pet peeve. Liars. Liars. Vinyl or software. Vinyl. Radio or DJing. I'm enjoying the radio thing now. So yeah, that's where you're at. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so you heard some very interesting answers right there. Uh, out of interest, why don't you own Sister Bettina? It's probably the most played and bastardized song. So uh, <laughs> how do you separate yourself as a DJ from yeah. others if you're going to play the same thing that they play all the time? Yeah. And also depends on the type of audiences you play for. My audience will probably throw cans at me if I play Sister Bettina. I've only ever played it once in my life. Yeah. Since its, its existence. Once at Afropunk when I close of the year, okay, cool. Because it was a big request. Uh, I also remember we had a lot of uh, 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 travelers who were here, and people were told, like, if you don't hear Sister Bettina or Omunye, you haven't been in the South African uh, experience. So I had to give that experience, and I'm not that selfish, so I was like, oh, okay, for all the people that came from the rest of Africa and the Americas and Europe who came for Afropunk, they needed to experience a Sister Vettina moment. And yeah. That's the only thing that made me play it. Okay, cool. So switching over to the music itself, mm -hmm. um, if someone listens to a, a, a Ken Zero mix, um, you tend to... Uh, I was telling DJ Ken Zero off-air that I listened to a few of his mixes, some from six years ago, some very recent, and... What I can say I noted were two things. One, this consistency, like uh, his, his mixes, I, I could tell that they were done by the same DJ, mm. right? That's the first thing. And then second thing is they all had, um, I don't want to say a mellow tone, but they were all songs from different genres. Yeah. Let's say a song by most deaf brown sugar, and then you have like a jazz song, and that then you have, double, you know, whoever, yeah. yeah. But somehow the songs are able to all just come together and fuse together to make the You're mix. You're quite perceptive. <laughs> <laughs> You're quite perceptive. It's a compliment to to be told that there's consistency because you separate yourself because next time you listen to another Kenzer mix you have to go oh, okay this is that guy so when you hear people who are biting you're gonna go but this sounds like a Kenzer sound because you have to create the sound hence I won't play Sister Bettina because then I sound like anyone else yeah. so if you why are you hiring me if I sound like everyone else mm. So that's why you have to hire me because you know what I bring on the table. So, uh, the, because the question I was just going to ask is, have you, do you have a definition of what the Kenzero sound is? Or is it sort of a feeling that someone gets whilst they are listening to a set? It's more of a feeling and also I, I navigate the room 
I, I also stretch people's minds while they're having fun because I know sometimes having fun is yes about letting loose, but sometimes it's about oh what's that? I haven't heard that ever, and how did you make it work with whatever you know? As opposed to you hear the same very songs that the three, four, five DJs that are coming one after the other play. Yeah, you gotta go oh. What's that song? I have, I mean, and sometimes seeing people jam to a song you don't know, you're like, how do I not know the song? <laughs> so I'm that guy, yeah. And then uh, last question on the music itself is in terms of collecting, mm. because you've been in the game, you said since 99. Mm. So you've sort of... I collected before I started yeah. DJing. So, so I can imagine that you've got music in different formats of vinyls, cassette tapes, um, digital files, yes, CDs. I do have what's, your, <laughs> what's your biggest... Uh, uh, where's the biggest uh, collection in terms of format? It's probably in vinyl and digital. Vinyl and digital. Yeah. So you must have a room for your vinyls then. Yeah, I got <laughs> it's, it's, it's a wall that's kind of like I still buy, so I'm still picking up the walls. Okay, cool. And, and then um, second last question uh, before we we before we close off is just around in terms of just keeping yourself. Uh, motivated and you know continuous improvement what are you reading at the moment uh, I'm not reading a, a particular book but um, I'm going through magazines there's a magazine called Lux Notes a lifestyle magazine done by two Caribbean Nigerian women uh, twins well one of the twins and I bought a book by a chef South African chef who's now living in France and Paris yeah and he's all over Europe um, what else am I going through? I picked up a book by a guy who used to, I think he's still part of the hive. He wrote a book um, with excerpts of creatives that he's met along the way. Mm. So I don't, I'm not on a particular book right now. There's certain books that I've read halfway. <laughs> I read a book uh, that talks about the success of Real Madrid because it's my favorite team. Yeah. Halfway. Um, my policy is every time I fly, I go to exclusive books. I've got ah, okay. books upon books I haven't even started. Yeah. But yesterday I was reminded by a conversation that I should go back to Robert Sharma's The Monk That Sold His Ferrari because that's quite a great book. Oh, that's actually a book that's on one of my reading, you know, those reading it's lists. An amazing that book. It's an incredible book. Okay. So you heard it. Uh, the Monk That Sold His Ferrari. Yeah. Yeah. Go, you know. Go Robert pick that Sharma, one up, yeah. Robert Sharma. I've got a lot of um, what's his name? Garrett Atlas is now forget. He writes, <laughs> he writes um, business and spiritual books as well. Sort of like, like I'll remember. Yeah. Of a yeah. okay, cool. What's his name? I was just watching an interview with him, but I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not on a particular book now. I'm. I'm. So the chef book I'm reading is because I've started a restaurant in Bromfontein yeah. off Reserve Street. Because uh, I'm trying to learn more about this culinary yeah. and the South Africans that are spearheading this section. The Lux Know, it's a art lifestyle uh, magazine. And at, at Artivist, we have food and art. Yeah. So we're a gallery. So I'm, I'm kind of doing research on food and culinary, if you may. Okay. So our last question, uh, which is the question that we pose to all our brand new heavies. What do you want your legacy to be? I don't even know, man. I, I, I saw and heard a profound thing said by, was it Will Smith? 
I don't know if it's such a thing about me trying to leave a legacy behind, but it's more. They asked him a question, and it was it was a question based on music about what makes the best MC, and his question answer segued into a very very important statement by saying, for him. He's been everywhere. He's done everything at the top of everything of money, being broke. What basically will serve him as a human being to say, I'm happy to do is him helping another person. Like basically mm. helping the next person is the only thing that will make you feel fulfilled other than having most money, most girls, most cars. Because yeah. after a while, those are material things that you can, they can perish. Yeah. But when you know that you've lifted another human being, that should be kind of like the oh, so I'd rather want to live to live that than a legacy like if you've touched if I've touched as many people as I can, that will be a legacy of sorts, I suppose. Mm. So you've heard it right there. That was us. We were talking to DJ Ken Zero and uh, some very interesting thoughts coming out. On the other side of this, we come to the end of the show. Keep it locked. This is The Business Buzz. More justice on The Business Buzz. So that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you so much to everyone who was listening to the business bus today. And thank you to our brand new heavy DJ Ken Zero for being in studio with us. Um, very interesting character, as I said at the beginning of the show. Uh, you heard that uh, this is a man who has a lot of philosophies in place about how and they help him guide and navigate his way through life. Um, he's got a very... Um, signature sound I should definitely say <clears throat> if you've never heard one of his mixes definitely go and either listen to him live or go on, go online and uh, listen to it it's uh, he brings together sounds that you wouldn't normally um, think of uh, coming together mm-hmm. I heard a jazz tune with Jay-Z rapping over it <laughs> <laughs> and I said to myself okay and and because I know uh, the Blueprint 2 yeah. um, I knew the song itself and yeah. the actual beat it was on and actually hearing it on a jazz I was like okay no 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 this, that's very interesting yeah. so thank you so much to him um, the other big takeaway um, you heard is that for me, it was just the fact that he says that if no one is booking you, you should be making a plan to book yourself. And I think it ha- it speaks to the issue of agency, that sometimes we can't be making excuses um, that other people aren't willing to give us a shot or an opportunity. We should be also be willing to make opportunities for ourselves mm. where wherever we're able to do so. So thank you so much to DJ Ken Zero. Um, in terms of social media and how people can actually get in touch with you or come and actually mm. listen to one of your sets, how can they do that? So I'm on KFM between 2 and 3 every Saturday. Yeah, That's how you can get a hold of my recent music because I... I'm notorious for not posting music <laughs> online. Yeah. I don't post my, my 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 playlists. I want people to engage with the music yeah. and question me if they can, you know, send DMs. Um my handle uh handles are DJ Ken Zero, that's DJ K E N Z H E R O. I'm on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. But my other handles would be Untitled, which is the basement um cocktail bar that I co own. Artivist, the Artivist JHB, and no, that not the other Artivist JHB, 
is the restaurant I co-own right here in Brom on Reserve Street off the Corte. And uh, Eminem Marketing is another handle that I run with. Uh, leanbusiness.com is another software business uh, that I, I, I co-own the license of in, in, in Africa. Those are, yeah, those are my addresses. There's more. <laughs> As you heard, the consummate businessman. Yeah. So you can keep in touch with us on social media. We are Val FM, that's Voice of Vits, on Facebook. And you can also find our Facebook page, that's Vits Radio Academy. On Twitter, that's at Val FM. Our hashtag is hashtag business bus. And then on WhatsApp, that's 0840784912. You can also stream the station live down valfm.co.za and podcasts of the Business Bus show are available on Vits.general business. So with that, we've reached the end of tonight's show. Thank you to our amazing team, our executive producer, Elna Schutz, our producers, uh, Welcome Lishiva, and um, playing you with Zondo. And then our technical production is done by Kutluano Serame. Don't miss the business bus, same time, same place next week for more insight into the world of business. Next up on uh, VAW FM, make sure you don't turn that down because we have the team from Life Beats that are going to be taking you until about 8 p.m. For myself, Mudio Mob Justice Kavaza is and the rest of the team. It's good evening and take care. Mob Justice on the Business Buzz. Listen to the Business Buzz every Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. Only, only on Bauer FM. The Business Buzz Podcast.